0: everybody welcome to following jesus with christ church my name is andrew
1: vandermas one of the pastors at christ church and i'm madison hawkins friend colleague and co-host with andrew over the next 20 minutes or so we hope to share some observations and some stories about following jesus from our little perspective here at christ church in grand rapids as we
0: dive into today's topic, uh, it, it comes in the, against the backdrop of Easter. It was so great. We we're recording this just a day after Easter, and it's always wonderful when you have that day to, to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus and think about the final victory, death, where is your sting? Uh, John Chrysostom, who was one of the early church fathers, says, let no one fear death, for the death of our Savior has set us free. He's destroyed it by enduring it. He destroyed Hades when he descended into it. He put hell into an uproar, even as it tasted of his flesh. Just wonderful promise, a wonderful picture of the victory that we have in Christ. Um, death, where is your sting? Hades, where is your victory? Part of the reason why we wanted to highlight that today is we want to talk about, for just a minute, uh, the idea of death. We're living in these days of COVID-19. Recently checked some of the statistics on the dashboards that are on our internet and we saw that we're approaching two million cases of covid worldwide uh, the death toll is up to about 115,000, uh, give or take a few and many of us are thinking about life and death issues in a different way than we did just a couple of weeks ago and so we thought that it would be good to have some conversation partners with us here today and we invited uh, a couple of wise folks from our community, uh, Bob and Cheryl LaFleur. Bob and Cheryl, welcome.
2: Thanks. It's good to be with you guys today.
3: Yeah. Uh, hi, everyone.
0: Yeah. Well, it's great to have you. You are, uh, of course, elder at the church, Bob and, and Cheryl. You do so much with regards to our women's ministry, spent many years teaching with Bible Study Fellowship, and uh, have had your own experiences too with regards to uh, to death. I'm not talking about a near death experience where you saw the light and came back or anything <laughs> like that. But Bob, of course, you made your um, uh, you you your vocation was as a physician, working in emergency rooms, that sort of things. And uh, I know Cheryl, you just recently uh, buried your mother. Um, but as mature folks, what, what are some of the things that you are thinking about and seeing as we're just walking through this time of COVID-19 after Easter? Any thoughts?
2: Well, we've, we've had a lot of thoughts in a lot of different areas, but uh, certainly one of them is as we, we look at death and where that fits In in people's mindset, we've really moved from a a perspective where so many people thought about death as something out there in the future or maybe something that happened uh, in a horror movie or on a video game. But now death is almost palpable for many people, and I think everybody feels the potential of death because of the character of this viral pandemic that we're facing. So it's certainly taken death from a back burner. This is somebody else's problem issue to something that I think everybody needs to confront a little more realistically.
3: And I think just having come off the heels of my mom's death, where... It kind of strips away some of your misconceptions about the things that matter so much and then right on the heels of that to enter into this i think it just clarifies a lot of things and it makes everybody stop and think what matters what am i doing with my time what's the future going to look like what will my death be like Um, and so it just gets it a little more up close and personal
1: yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. I, You know, one of the things I've been struck by through all this is just the many stories you hear about patients, you know, dying from COVID-19 alone, no mm-hmm. family, you know, they're having physicians and nurses hold their hands, read them something, maybe sing something like Amazing Grace. I read an article about that recently. You know, Cheryl, why don't you, you had said something about that journey with your mom. Okay. You know, why don't you talk about how that was a little bit different and maybe shed some light there?
3: Well, the the beauty of what happened is that we knew her death was imminent. Um, Hospice had been called in. And so we had time to think about it. Um, My mom knew she was dying and there was some beauty in that. Um, It was a surreal experience. It was a a heart-wrenching experience, and it was a beautiful experience all at the same time. Mm. Um, We had a lot of time to speak to her, to say her goodbyes. Lots of family and friends came in. Um, She could express her love to them and her goodbyes, in a sense. Um, We were witness to her last words. Often she was saying, um, I just want to go to heaven. I want to see Jesus. Her pastor said it may have been her finest hours. Mm-hmm. And I think, what would that have been like if we had not been able to witness that? If we hadn't watched my dad um, express his feelings to her? If the grandkids hadn't seen the what death looks like up close and personal and watched what it meant to be married to the end like this. I, I just think these people who are dying alone, such a tragedy and um, and we were, I think ours was a gift. And so um, I'm, I'm just grieving for the people who are dying alone or with lovely nurses or techs or doctors with them, but still such a terrible experience um, and so different from what we experienced.
0: Yeah, it, it reminds me, and I think you know one of the thing, one of the reasons why we wanted to do this podcast today was just the close proximity to Easter, and the promise that we have as Christians that death is is different. But that doesn't mean that death isn't unnatural and, and death right. isn't ugly and and death isn't hard. You know, Some have said it's an enemy. The last enemy a defeated enemy, but it's still an enemy, Bob, you saw some of that it just in your work as a physician e r you you saw lots of different situations what What are some of the observations that you've had kind of from that seat
2: well i I certainly have some perspectives from my work, but you reminded me of a a personal situation too with my mother that I'll come back to but mm. um, in the in the e r you see uh, a lot of different things, but death comes uh, with a lot of different faces. And sometimes it's the young person in an accident, no warning, they're just gone. And other times it it is uh, an older individual or someone who has been uh, ill for some time, and this is just the last step in their journey. And Uh, often they would end up in the emergency department as well. And people certainly handle death in different ways, and certainly people around them handle death in different ways too. And I've repeatedly been struck about the true difference there is between both of those situations for believers and for those who are unbelievers. And um, I always remember one uh, mom whose infant uh, died, and they they were not people of faith, and it was just hysterics and wailing mm. and and just grief that is almost beyond description. and And the flip side of that is well, situations where. Um, uh to uh to to paraphrase a poet i guess where people do go gently into that good night because they know what's what's on the other side of that but the the personal reflection i guess i wanted to share was um my, when my mother died she ended up being in the icu and just the way things happened she uh uh had respiratory failure, and I really thought she was going to die shortly, but it was a process that took all night. And I sat there in that room with her and just watched. She was not responsive at that point, but just watched that monitor and watched it for hours and hours and hours and sung to her and tried to interact with her uh, but it was not until the next morning that she finally died. And my daughter, Rachel, who was a nurse in the same hospital, came into the room shortly after my mother had died. And I, I, I told her that, yeah, that grandma had just died. But my words to her were, this, this is not the way things are supposed to be, even, even a, a good death is not the way God created it to be and it can be redeemed, but it's, it's, uh, it really is an affront to who God created people to, to be and and how they're supposed to exist.
1: Mm. Yeah. Death, no matter if it was, you know, pre sort of this COVID-19 dying alone and sort of a very unnatural sort of way that we think about death or death before it, it is not the way it's supposed to be. But you know, we look to scripture, like Andrew said. We're 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 post Easter, so there there's this. We had Good Friday, the death of Christ, and then you know Christ rises, and and he's risen. He's risen indeed, and we celebrate that. And so there's sort of this glimmer of of hope and things we can learn from death. You got Psalm ninety twelve. So teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. So there are certain things we can learn through the process, uh, of, of watching people die or experiencing death, you know, what are are things that you think, you know, in your years of ministry, years of marriage, different experiences you've had that we can learn about death or the dying process, speak some wisdom into, into some of us.
0: Mm.
2: Well, I think one is you've already mentioned is, um, that it is a, a topic that um, people should deal with. And it's part of living and we don't have to shy away from it. We don't have to pretend it's not there. It doesn't have to be something we talk about every day, but even with our kids, Mm -hmm. there is, there is value in exposing them to what death is really like. And, um, I thought of that at Cher's mom's funeral when we had all the little grandkids and um, all of those who were younger, that they were there experiencing that reality uh, for themselves. So it's part of the warp and woof of what we've been given. So deal with it and, and certainly don't pretend that it doesn't exist.
0: Yeah, I think that's really true. I, you know, this probably isn't the time for a long cultural critique uh, but the reason why we call rooms in our homes parlors is because they used to, you know, show people after they had died in the parlor. Uh, now we moved it all to funeral parlors, so we've tried to sort of distance death from us from our close proximity and we somehow have lost that connection Mm -hmm. but I do think even for a video game generation that has grown up and the movies and just the body count that has gone up in and through those things now to think about death in a very real way where we're seeing a mass grave in New York I mean this isn't somewhere in you know a still developing country or, or something like that we're just seeing it so much more real and that connection uh, that part of life that you were talking about I think that's really wise
3: and there's just you know one thing we really appreciated as we were taking care of the details after my mom passed away is that she had talked a lot about what she wanted for a funeral Yeah. Um, you know, and when you can talk about those things, when it's a reality and yet it has some you're separated from it a bit, then when the time comes it's it makes the process easier and so I think it's wise to talk to your kids about this is what the the music I care about it. This is the passage of scripture. We opened my mom's Bible and found big underlines, favorite verse we knew the verse she wanted to concentrate on. She asked for. The little children to be there and to sing Jesus Loves Me. And I think it was so important for all those great grandchildren to see this is Mimi, Mimi, and she's not here anymore, but she's with Jesus. And to have those conversations, I don't think little ones will forget that and make it not such a mystique and not so scary, a reality, a hard reality. They can see people cry, but this is the way it is, and this is coming for all of us.
0: Yeah, that's absolutely true. Yeah, and I think maybe that's something, you know, one of the very practical things that, that we can do as a result of this, not in a macabre uh, sort of way, but just think about our, our our life and then also think about our death and, and do some planning, do some thinking about it. Uh, I, I know the Puritans, others were very, we're very focused on having the day of the, our death bring clarity to how we live our life right now. Um, Bob and I were commenting, you know, just one of the members of our church is in the business of working with people with legacy gifts and all of that. And those things have really increased uh, during this time as people have been thinking about wills and final testimony. And that's the, the business side of life but just the holistic look at that seems like it's a really positive thing that we can take away from this
2: yeah and and andrew we talked about this a little bit this morning too but um it sounds maybe uh too technical for the kind of conversation we're having today but even those practical things like yeah wills and powers of attorney and making sure the proper documents have been taken care of so that you're not uh, leaving a whole bunch of extra work for those who come after you certainly is one thing we can do um, to prepare for death.
1: Yeah, I think that's important. I mean, one of the ways we as a church can serve people right now that are going through this is maybe being some of that conduit, being a way to help funnel people in the right direction. So if you're someone that is struggling to know, how do I even do this? How do I begin? I've never really thought about death because like we've said, I put it on the back burner, but now I'm sort of faced with that. We're we're happy uh, as a church, it, you know, to, to funnel some of that into the right place. So please get in contact with us, whether that's through an email. You can find those details in, in the show notes. But we would be happy to serve people in those ways uh, as this gets brought into the forefront. Yeah, for sure. I do think, you know, maybe just
0: to bring the conversation around one more time, to Easter, because that is the big difference. Like as you guys, maybe just an opportunity uh, to talk about, just open your own hearts as you think about your, your death. Uh, What are some of the things that you think about?
2: Well, I, I remember when I had my 50th birthday Mm. um, and I thought, you know, I've lived more of my life now than I probably have left to live, regardless of what the statistics look like. So I think certainly the older you get, the, the more of a reality it is. And then as Cher already mentioned, as you start seeing not grandparents, but parents and now contemporaries uh, starting to die, it just brings it home that there is an endpoint to life and you need to be ready for that. And I, I can't see I, I get up every morning thinking about uh dying, but you know, I, I remember uh Dennis Rainey had a an illustration and on his desk he had a jar of marbles. Yeah. Every day he would take one marble out of that out of that jar and just watch, you know, each one represented times time that's gone and what's left is the time you've got left. And it was uh, you know, a a in-your-face kind of reminder that that life is moving on. So I I think it's there and it's real. I think my, the one thing, though, that I, you know, certainly overarching perspective on on this is, goes back to the Corinthians passage that gets used often at funerals. And it, it talks about, Well, we don't grieve as those who have no hope. It doesn't say we don't grieve, but it does say that we grieve knowing that there still is hope. And I think as I look ahead, um, I mean, that's certainly that reality of hope on the other side of death is uh, something that, that makes the whole process more um more more something that you can deal with adequately. Yeah.
3: And uh you know my my dad is still living and one thing he has said um kind of tongue in cheek is um I'm not afraid of death. I'm afraid of dying. Mm. And um the process is very, very hard for many people. Mm-hmm. Um, just, uh, you know, as I thought of this COVID thing, uh, Bob and I are in the high risk factors. We're over 65. I have asthma. Um, thinking, yeah, this could be me. What would the right. process be like? Mm. And then I guess what I come back to is, okay, how how then shall I live today? How, what do I do with the time I have? I don't know if I have six weeks or if I have 10 years or 20 years, I don't know. But I think even at our age, it's, we're, it's clarifying to think, okay, this could be six days. What, what am I going to do today that will make a difference in the lives of my kids, my neighbors, my church members, my marriage, you know, how then shall I live? And so yeah. um, I think living in the light of the reality of our death Not in a, as we said, not in a macabre way, but it's a reality. And so then how am I going to live today? Yeah.
0: Thank you for sharing that. Those are are really sweet and and just such true sentiments. We, you know, we certainly, as we do this podcast, we don't really know who's listening or uh, what sort of place people are with regards to their own death. And one of the things that we would want to know, whether you've walked with Jesus for a long time or thinking about walking with Jesus, there is a promise there that uh, his death means our life. Romans 6 is is a good passage. Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried with him. By baptism into his death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. And it's just such a great and precious promise that we have. It doesn't mean that death is not an enemy, uh, as we have been talking about, but it does mean that we have that promise of newness of life. Well, as Addison said, we certainly want to be available and you can find Christ Church uh, on the web. Uh, All that information is in our show notes. Um, But Bob and Cheryl, thank you for being with us for a few minutes and, and
1: sharing those thoughts. Yeah, really appreciate having you guys on. Um, It's just been, you know, as the youngest person on this Zoom call, it's been good for me uh, because this has been put right in front of me. So I really appreciate your stories and your vulnerability. Let me close us, yeah, with some prayer. Father, we are thankful for you and, and for the way that you've been at work both in Bob and Cheryl's life. We're, we're thankful for the testimony of uh, Cheryl's mom and her passing and and just the, the way that Cheryl put it. You know, it was hard. It was difficult. It was surreal, but amazing and beautiful at the same time being able to walk through that process with her. We do pray for those that um, are passing now <clears throat> that you would Be with them in some form or fashion, whether that's through a nurse or a doctor or or beyond. But we're thankful that we can be a resource. And ultimately, we're thankful this side of Easter, that Christ has risen, and that is the reality that we live in. We live in this Easter era, if you will, of Christ as our King, seated on the throne, uh, having defeated death. Though we grieve now, we know that there is hope. We're thankful for all these things. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen.
0: Amen. 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 Thank you again, and thank you for joining us.
1: Thanks for listening to this episode. If you want more from Christchurch, you can find us at our website, Christchurchgr.org. That's Christchurchgr.org. And while you're there, check out the Staying Connected During COVID-19. You can find other resources. You can find our latest podcast, home worship guide, and other great things to stay connected during this time. You can find this podcast at any of your regular podcasting outlets, whether that's through Apple iTunes or through the Google Play Store. We're so glad you checked in. We hope to see you next time.